You're listening to the Burst Ball Podcast. Burst Ball, talking up the Scottish game. Hello, you are listening to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast with me, your host, Hamish Carton. Lots and lots to discuss on today's show. We're going to look back at the weekend's action. Uh, we've got a few thumpings of Lanarkshire clubs to discuss. Yes, they conceded 14 goals and only scored one in the last couple of days of Scottish football action. We'll be looking back at all of that and the other games from the weekend. And then we will be looking forward to this weekend's massive week. Well, every week's massive in Scottish football. Massive week of, of action. Uh, in the studio to help me do this, we have Ross Clark. Hello, good to be back. Was here, was it no 13 goals? Not 14. No, Eight Mother plus Will, six, mate. Motherwell conceded six. Oh. Ross Is Clark, you're your Lee Griffiths logic. Nah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was seven. I thought it was seven last night, seven one. Eight nah, one. Eight one, mate. Eight one. Ross Clark, everyone. Eh, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Ross. Thank you very much. Same to yourself and to all of the Busball listeners. Callum Scott is joining us again, a regular now in the podcast, Callum. Thanks for having me again. No worries. And Puff, Connor Park is here as well, fresh from a decent result for Falkirk at the weekend. Doesn't he look fresh? Yeah, decent. Uh, how you doing? Thanks for having me. No worries. Fresh uh, fresh wearing the same clothes he was on Monday. Yep. It's different. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. You've still got your cowboy boots on. To be fair, I always wear like, the same jeans, I'm going to just put that out there, so I'll let the time. So waiting outside. <laughs> so where will we start then, boys? Probably with last night's re- results. Probably the Premiership to kick off with. It was a fairly emphatic victory for Celtic. Fair to say, it was eight-one. It finished against Hamilton. Possibly the worst performance I have ever seen by a team at Celtic Park, and I've seen quite a few. Um, well, maybe Aberdeen would just about shade at the nine-nil that day, but it did have a feeling of a nine-nil about it. Uh, going into the match anyway after the first 10 minutes when Celtic found themselves 3-0 up uh, it probably wasn't helped by Hamilton's shocking defending allowed Lee Griffiths to score another two before half time and then uh, two goals in a minute one from James Forrest and Lee Griffiths in the second half made it 7-0 Eamon Brophy pulled on back for Hamilton and then Callum McGregor who had a really good game struck with a late one for Celtic now have any of you seen the goals? From I saw uh, Griffiths chip some horrible Aye. defender from Hamilton <laughs> Um, the one thing I was thinking about the game in Hamilton in general was no do Michael McGovern a bit of damage because he's obviously hoping to go to the Euros um, I'm sure he will still go uh, but I don't think an 8-1 eight, eight thumping will probably well, not I, stand him in great their general, their general I, state of play I don't know how much he could have done about any of the goals to be totally honest just just I thinking like back with the chip um, that's I've seen first goal uh, first goal's kind of pretty I can't even remember the first goal to be totally honest with you second goal was an absolute screamer from near Beaton the first goal sorry was a header that he probably couldn't have done much about McGovern maybe could have come off his line third goal was a deflection past him fourth is Lee Griffiths who would beat any keeper at the moment Um, fifth is an open goal for Lee Griffiths again it was his defence that were shocking the sixth right in the corner from Forrest the seventh's a chip from Lee Griffiths you reckon he could have done slightly better and then the eighth is right in the corner again a screamer from McGregor, so maybe a wee bit harsh on my reaction after losing each of the goals. He just got increasingly more frustrated, Connor. Yeah. 
Did they not keep the score down though? In, in fairness, I think his defenders did. To be fair, in the first the first half, like Celtic were found themselves four 0 up inside twenty minutes or whatever. But it could honestly have been like six or seven or four or five, as Lee Griffiths would say. It was uh, some brilliant deflection, some brilliant like blocks in the line by the Hamilton rear guard. I mean, it's it's hard to praise them after losing five goals in the first half and eight in the whole match. But they did uh, they did actually. There were some good clearances and some blocks there that stopped it from going further further for them. But it's got to be pretty embarrassing. I mean, on the back of that defeat against Annan, do we think that Martin Canning is the next manager out? I don't, personally. Um, Who do you think is then? I, I don't actually th- I'm not convinced we'll see another sack between now and the end of the season in the, in the Premiership anyway. Um, I think that Canning... Not that... I think it just fits and I don't think you would see Hamilton making any rush to to get rid of him. Uh, no matter how bad the results go, I just got a feeling that the way the club is, they would stand by him. I mean, a wee, bit, last time a wee bit like Alan Archibald when this Thistle stuck by him earlier in the season. Yeah, know. and I think that you know they might they might not get the reward for it because I mean, at least Partick had time on their side whereas Hamilton are running out of it as such. But um, I just... It's one of these things, you, know, you, you go into games and you go into situations and you can picture things. I just can't picture Hamilton sacking a manager. It's kind of sounds strange, but even a club as their own, I mean, I just feel that we'd have to take him to kind of say, actually, I feel a bit out of my depth here, which I, really, I highly doubt he's going to do. Um, so, no, I don't expect him to, to go, but whether Hamilton are still in the top flight with him in the season could be another question itself. The board came out and backed him uh, last week as well, didn't they? The, mm. Said they'd back him with transfers as well for January because obviously it's a massive month and he's pretty keen on quality. He says he's got a good range of players there, but you know they need the quality in the right area. So I don't know whether that would start with a centre half or not. Because um, he says he's like pretty happy with the numbers of the squad. He just needs mm. a bit of quality in there. So like, well, that says a lot about the board that are obviously are backing him. Well, as Connor says, it would take. If anything, it would be Cannon stepping down himself, mm. opposed to Hamilton sacking him. But you would think, I mean, when embarrassing cup defeat. Um, to Annan as well as losing eight goals at Parkhead was maybe the writings on the wall for him but yeah. you never know I had the feeling that when it went 4-0, 3-0, 4-0 I had the feeling that it would be his last game I think as weird as it sounds because they did still lose 8-1 I think they did salvage a tiny bit of respect in the second half they, they, they were a bit stronger but, but for the two goals you can see in a minute and a cracking goal from McGregor right at the death. The second half, they were actually not too bad. I mean, Celtic could still have scored loads more. Like James Forrest hits the bar. Armstrong misses about three great chances. Like it was unbelievable. It could have you could honestly have had about sixteen goals last night. The chances Celtic had, uh, but I thought the fact that they scored as well probably helped him a wee bit. It was really a good goal from Eamon Bro. He turned uh, Simeonovic, just kind of took him in the byline and uh, curled it, kind of curled it past Gordon as he came out. Like I think it was through his legs. Even I have not had a chance to see it again. Uh, just looking at Hamilton, I mean, they find themselves 10th in the league table. There's three teams now in 24 points. That's Partick Thistle, Hamilton and Kilmarnock. Um, another goal, I think, would have would have meant that Hamilton would have uh, moved into 11th place into that playoff relegation spot. But how do we how do we view Hamilton and, and Dundee United in terms of just focusing on those two? Dundee United, of course, still 14 points adrift. They also lost to Celtic only 4-1 on Friday night. But, I mean, do we think... Dundee United it's possible worth pointing out they've got a game in hand is it possible for them to claw back that deficit I think looking at last night's result will only give them belief yeah um, I mean Hamilton I don't think are going to win many games before the end of the season no um, and I mean Dundee United I still feel that 
you know, time is running out, time's sticking on, it's 14 points, the gap's getting bigger, but um, there definitely is a squad there capable of beating the teams in the lower half of the league. Yeah. Um, if they can get it to click, I think they will win more matches than your Hamiltons and, and, and did I say, like Partick's and all that. I think Kilmarnock might just find themselves okay now. I think they yeah. can maybe start to build on, on that, because I think other teams are dropping. I think Partick Thistle had their... Had, had a jump but I think I could see them starting to slip a wee bit uh, Hamilton obviously slipping Dundee United it depends how they can click whereas maybe Kilmarnock's due the time now to maybe kick on a wee bit um, but certainly overall I think there has to be concerns there and the one thing I would point out is I talk about Hamilton not sacking Martin Cannon but and you'll know this yourself as well Hamish that when we were there when they played Inverness and it finished 4-3 it was a great game and, and to be fair credit to them for getting themselves back into that once it got even a goal down, the fans turned. Yeah, it, I mean, it was only a goal in it. I mean, and, and fight, fair enough, they weren't playing well, but but the fans did turn, and it was clear that they they didn't have a lot of faith in them. And you could see the relief when they got the equaliser yeah. um, right across the bench. The whole bench was out, and that's fair enough. But they weren't able to capitalise. They weren't able to even hold on and get a point out of that game. And that's what you need in the battle, even if it's just points at a time. If you can keep doing that picking up the odd point it's a lot better than none and that might be their downfall for um, me sorry for, for sorry. me personally I think United are cut far too far adrift they've only got 10 points at this stage in the season and the gap's 14 so to bring that back mm. over the course of the season you'd need an absolutely dramatic downfall from the teams above and for United to pick up a couple of cracking results to only be in 10 points you know more than halfway through the season I think to get 14 and relying on them to the other side above them to to drop a lot of points. You're asking too much. The thing I'd point out for for uh, the likes of Hamilton and Partick, you know, and Kelly as well. You know, they're two wins away from the top six. That's what you've got to look at. You know, there's there's four or five points separating Dundee in six and Kelly in eleventh. So a couple of wins and you're you know you're right up there. So I think they've got to bear that in mind instead of looking down. Because in my opinion, I think United are gone. Yeah, well, that was always the argument um, to look at it from a commander perspective when Gary Lott was under fire, was we're closer to the top six than we are um, mm. Dundee United. But, you know, it's, and I agree with you, I think the Dundee United's fate's sealed now. I think that's, they need to start thinking about the championship. Maybe that's their famous last words, but I'd, you just, I mean, even go back to Dundee Derby, I mean, that was a game you'd expect them to mm. maybe pick it up. You know, if you kind of get yourself up for a Derby, then, I mean, what else can you? Know, but I believe Mick will do a good job there in the long term I think it's a good appointment um, for the long term United but to actually go back to what uh, Puff was talking about about Hamilton there that was a really good point about the even if they do build at points at a time you know what I mean because I mean that's when you're in situations like this that's what you need to do I mean you need to build for the back and make a steal about yourself and even if you make yourself hard to beat but they're not even doing that mm-hmm. evidently after getting done 8-1 by Celtic I mean I mean, you don't expect anything from Park uh, to go to Parkhead and really win if you're a side like Hamilton but I mean to go there and get beat by that amount of goals when you need to really start shutting out games and make yourself hard to beat I mean the, well, I, I said maybe about a week a week or two ago that I believe we probably will be alright now because of the way Hamilton have been playing like, so it's just been a total slump from them and we've kind of started to pick it up a bit but I mean, our defence is nothing to be proud about, but now it says that we're only a goal behind Hamilton after the start we've had, and we can see an average of two goals a game, so um, I think Hamilton will finish in the relegation playoff spot. I actually think they will finish 12th in the league after seeing them last night. I honestly do. 
We've been saying it for ages that we think Dundee United are going to turn it around. I, I think that Dundee United team are too good to finish with like 20 points. I think they will go through a spell. Every team you look at, Hamilton have gone through a spell, Partick Thistle have gone through a spell, Kelly have gone through various spells, Motherwell have gone through spells. Every team in the league has gone through spells, probably apart from Dundee. Every team in the league has gone through spells where they've, they've won games. And I just get the feeling that um, Dundee United will go through a spell where they will put maybe two or three wins out of four or five games, like kind of good run of games and really close it in Hamilton. And after seeing Hamilton last night, I don't have any hope for them at all. I mean, they've got a game on Sunday at home to Hearts. Hearts fresh off a 6-0 win against Motherwell. Hamilton fresh off, or not fresh, but off an 8-1 defeat at Celtic Park. That could get ugly as well. And I think, I know what you're saying about Cannon, I totally appreciate that, but I think fan pressure... Could be massive if they if they get thumped on Sunday, which I think I think they'll get absolutely hammered on Sunday. I think that could be three or four actually. The way Hearts are playing, I think the thing you talk about Dundee United there um, and, and the spells on the form for Dundee United, we're, we're actually not talking about them even catching Hamilton or, or a team like that by the time we even get to the split. See, as long as they're within four, five, six points, whatever, there'll be a right belief there that they can do it. They they just need to slowly but surely over the next kind of quarter of matches cut down those so if it is maybe three wins out of say five and that's cutting it down by nine points because you're looking at Hamilton where they're going to get their points from so if they could even cut it down to five six points you would easily find going into the games they split where it's teams round about them that they can claw back on it it's all six pointers the fans would turn out uh, and you would really see now they're maybe a wee bit subdued around Tannadice because it's so far but if they work away at it you suddenly find that wee bit of belief sparks again and they go, hang on, we could just do this. And that's where having a team in a city even, I think, mm-hmm. could be vital in terms of going to Hamilton because, let's be honest, for a, for cutthroat games between, say, it's Hamilton and Dundee United at Tannadice, they would pack the place out. You know, I mean, they create a good atmosphere and it would it would just be stacking even more and more up on the odds against Hamilton. And, and, and that's what they need to do. They need to get a bit of belief back and I think they've tried to do that with the signings and it's not quite worked yet. But a couple of wins and the place will just get going again. And I just think the whole mentality and the kind of everyone with class Dundee United as a bigger club could end up actually being a major factor in this battle of relegation at the bottom. I just I just can't see where you're getting these couple of wins from. You're saying maybe one in three out of five games. I mean, they've won three games out of 22 this season. So I, I honestly can't see where they're going to get their wins from. I, I think they're as good as gone. Uh, that's that's a good point as well because I mean I've said it myself I've kept saying oh United they will they'll, they'll turn it around they'll do this and oh it is is a couple of wins but as you've said I mean they've won three games all season um, massive game on Saturday I know we've got to come on to it but obviously they play us on Saturday and if they win there then it'll maybe give the give the place a lift you know and everybody will be right up for it yeah we'll go on to that game now actually because we're we're not going to bother focusing too much on the weekends last weekend's action because people have probably heard their their opinions and heard uh, the re- reviews from various other um, podcasts and various other publications. So we will go on to Saturday, and as you say, you've got Dundee United, Kilmarnock. You beat them last time at Tannadice, and yeah. then you got one all draw in that kind of game at the time at Rugby Park, which was billed as the two <coughs> bottom teams. That was obviously when Hamilton were a bit further up mm-hmm. in the league. Um, we go into this game now. This is an absolutely massive game. Like I'm, we keep saying it every week about Dundee United, it seems that oh, this is a big game. If they lose this one, they're definitely down. I think this is as about as big a must win as you're getting because there's a massive chance for them. 
because we're talking about Hamilton and Dundee United, but if you, they do beat your lot Kilmarnock on Saturday, it closes it to 11 points. All right, it's still 11 points, but it closes it. They'll then have a game in hand in Kilmarnock with a chance to make it eight. Um, in front of their home fans, get the fans on their, uh, behind them again. Uh, but on the, the flip side, it can be 17 points, yep. which is, for me, game over and Kilmarnock are not getting automatically relegated anyway. Yeah, well, um, I remember saying the other week there that the next three games would define our season in terms of uh, Inverness at home, Dundee United away, and Hamilton at home. So, I mean, I said we needed to take seven points at least from these nine, and I think that would define our season. And we would, you know, maybe think about looking up the table. We've already beat Inverness, which a lot of people said would be maybe the toughest game. You know, I mean, I, I, I would still class Tannadice, Scotty Tannadice, as a harder game than playing Inverness at home. But in terms of, uh, you know, best team in the league just now I mean we've done the hard bit I mean we beat Inverness at home especially where our home record's been very poor but I mean Tannadice has got to be massive on Saturday and as you say it is it's basically all or nothing for Dundee United it's you know well you know if they win it claws back something you know what I mean I mean like you say it'll bring it back to 11 points as you say still 11 but a game in hand and you never know what can go with that but if we win on Saturday then it is it's their fate is absolutely sealed and I still believe they will finish bottom of the league but Saturday will probably define that you know if we can go there and win then it would be a massive result but it's a strange one for what will happen because when we go to Hamilton next week I mean I don't know what United will be wanting the score to be there I don't know if they want both teams to be taking points mm. off each other or something but I think they're just in a the position they just need to win and just not worry about anything else to be honest nah, but yeah, well, it's, uh, they just care about their own games I suppose but nah, Saturday's absolutely massive and hopefully it's a good turnout for both sets of supporters I think I'm heading up to it anyway so Good. I mean, you're going into the game in, in decent uh, form. The the two wins in a row with the the cup game, and then obviously the victory over Inverness on Saturday. That was just your second win in eleven league games. Goals from uh, Greg Kilty, and then an absolute stunning volley uh, from Slater. It was a really good goal actually that won the match. Um, a crowd of just under three thousand at the game, under obviously in horrible conditions, the snow driving and the the skiddy pitch. I think the second half was delayed a wee bit because they had the, Aye, they were clearing the, the grounds the and were out doing lines. Aye, <laughs> but, I mean that's a, a big win for you, a massive win. It's a massive win, but when you mention the attendance here, I mean there's no doubt that the weather played a factor there. But it's still bad days. I remember it was up to last season. We'd never seen. A home game. It was the first time we'd seen a home game in the league under four thousand at Rugby Park, and now we're averaging about three and a half to four thousand, which is, you know, sad times for us. Um, let's say because last year we've never ever seen a home crowd under four thousand there, but now you know we can't even we we can't get five. That used to be our average, but can't get that. But it was a massive, massive victory. Um, and as you said, it was great to see Kelty score as well. We kind of celebrate signing his new contract. Um, and it's kind of the game kind of sums up the future of the club. I mean, that's too well. We've got Kilty signed up now. Now we need Slater signed up because uh, Slater's out of contract at the end of the season as well. So hey. um, we, we need to get him because I, I I really highly rate Craig Slater. I think sometimes he maybe goes missing in the big games, but then again, he's just won his two games on the bounce here with two fantastic strikes, um, and it'll be massive for us if we can get him signed up. I mean, I know we're linked to. A few players, I think we probably need to move people out before we bring any in, but the best piece of business for the club just now is to get Slater and Rory McKenzie signed up in contracts, because as I've said, both of them are out of contract coming into the season. Predictions for that game on Saturday then, Dundee United-Kilmarnock, Ross? Um, 
I think Kelly will win that. I'll go 2-1 Kelly. I think Dundee United will win 2-0. Oof. You're going to sit on the fence, aren't you? I want to, because <laughs> I feel like I've got to myself because I said Kilmarnock would get clear. But yeah, I still think Dundee United will win that. So 3-1 Dundee United. Interesting. I don't know, it's going to be a very tough game. Um, you can see anything happen from it, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, there's, that's why it's got to be set up to be such a cracker, because it could it could be an result. But then the day, I mean, we're unbeaten against the United this season, despite all the doom and gloom round about that. I kind of fa- fancy it to maybe... 1-1-0 one, one, no. but then again I kind of see a clean sheet but, but I just don't know it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a tough one to call but I fancy, I fancy to take three points good good stuff so we're a bit split there it's fair to say but mostly can kind of go to Kilmarnock to win that one which is fair enough the Thistle Derby is on Saturday up in the Highlands Inverness against Partick Thistle Connor what's the, the script with the tickets for this one pay, pay what you want yeah pay what you can um, I think I mean, I think that's reasonable, and it's interesting. I mean, Inverness did it before, uh, but it was a midweek game did it against St Johnston, and it, it got a wee upturn in the crowd, but probably not as much as. I mean, I mean, Inverness board said they were pleased with it, pleased with what they got from it, and all that. So fair enough if that's if they are happy with it. But I would have liked a wee bit more in a crowd at that. So we're interested to see when you put it on a Saturday. We're now a wee bit clearer of Christmas, you know. So hopefully people will. The kind of the calendars running out and looking for something to do and get yourself out to that because excuse me, the calendars running out. It's only January. Quiet and down. Do you know what I mean? Quiet. After we're booking their holidays, badly, now. badly phrased. But you know what I mean, like it's yeah, I know not like mean. we're in the middle of poking out with our work and all that sort of stuff. We're all past that. I think you know. To be fair, why not? January is always the kind of month that have they cut back and everything. Well, but this is this. You don't. You can pay what you want. Put a quid in the bucket if you want. You know, but why not? This is the thing I've got to say is, you know, when someone's offering you to go and watch a Scottish Premiership game for put a pound in the bucket, you want, aye, it's pay what you want. You know, why, is it pay what you want? You not? It's aye, pay, aye, minimal, man. He's not mentioned that. Yes, everyone pay what you want on Saturday for Inverness against Partick Thistle. It's a game that has the potential to be a really good one, actually. Inverness, seventh in the league. That defeat last week at Rugby Park was their first in seven matches. Uh, they also booked their place in the last 16 of the Scottish Cup last night. Were we surprised in any way to see them? Um, they were, I suppose they, they won comfortably in the end, but I think they were toiling for a wee while, Ross, against Stirling Albion. I think it's. I think it was to be expected. To be honest, um, Puff was saying earlier that it was chosen as a TV game last night, which is a bit. I think uh, it's because of the holders. Basically, that's the only reason. Uh, I suppose, yeah. But I mean, no. I think. I think if you were to, if you were honestly predicted that, you'd probably remember I said two 0 Inverness. Um, I think it was to be expected. To be honest, fair play to still, and they took them to a, a replay, um, and I'm sure it was a, a decent wee trip for the fans who made it. Yeah, I think from what I heard, did I see a guitar in the Stirling Albion end or am I making that completely I up? Don't I'm, sh- seen I'm sure I saw a guitar, someone just playing the guitar, fair enough. Partick Thistle, their opponents on Saturday, uh, we mentioned in last week's podcast, harshly enough, that they were in a wee bit of a dip, having drawn 0-0 with second place Aberdeen away from home and then lost a last minute goal away to Celtic, that was a bit of a dip we said, but uh, it seems like they certainly are now, I mean a, a thumping at home, they were... 4-0 down against Dundee if I'm right in saying so an absolute humping at home in a game that the majority of us expect them to win and also the majority of our Twitter followers expected Partick Thistle to win that how do we see them reacting from that defeat to Dundee away to Inverness oh they've been they've been dragged back in there haven't they I mean they're also in 24 points yeah. so 
but as I say, it's, it's two points away from the top six. That's the way you've got to look at it. Um, but if you're going to be positive, which is unusual for us at month, I'm looking at that in a positive light. So if this will um, get a... Two games in hand to Kilmarnock. Uh, They've got two two into Kilmarnock, two into yeah. Hamilton. Um, One into Hamilton. Uh, two into Hamilton. Hamilton have played twenty three matches because you've, you've got the paper I've not the paper from last night. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the paper from Monday. Yeah, uh, but no, Dundee United have only played twenty two. Uh, Motherwell have played 21 as well but they've got a game in hand Inverness so they can actually move within a point of Inverness with a victory on Saturday and have a game in hand over the Highlanders so there is positive things there for Partick but in the same way if they lose on Saturday which I have a feeling they might uh, they'll be I mean they could find themselves in 11th dare I say it mm. I, 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 I don't think it's that bad for this or just now I, season, I, I, I think they've been fantastic I mean mm. like was it, was it like two defeats in the last ten or something, or something they've like had three, three in the last ten three in the last uh, ten and they went, they went a spell where they, they won four games in a row exactly, I mean, and they've beaten some half decent teams in that run as well yeah, you know a 2-1 two, two win over half, Inverness 5-2 yeah. over Hamilton 1-0 Dundee United and then 1-0 over Ross County no no see, see I, I think they've been um, I don't like a lot of people are kind of giving them stick on Saturday after that, being like, oh, it's kind of the same old thistle, but I, I, I think I, it was more a really good display by Dundee. Uh, Dundee, I mean, let's say, you don't know what you're going to get for Dundee, I mean, that's what they're capable of, and, you know, I, I think this will be fine, yep. and um, let's say, and as you said yourself, Hamish, it'll be a good game on Saturday, um, all to play for there, and a great bit of business, obviously, I think it was a week before anyway, but obviously they've signed up Chris Dillon in a new contract mm. there, so... Chris Dillon, who apparently plays for Hamilton Ackies, according to the Celtic announcer at last night's match. Really? That was a bit of a... I, I think they would kill for Chris Dillon up front I, for I'm, I'm just, just sitting there hearing him reading out the team, and I hear, uh, oh God, I can't remember the boy's name now, he's a centre-mid for, for Partick, um, they've just signed him recently, I'll get the name for you in a second but I just heard this name and I'm thinking is he signed for Hamilton eh, Dumbaya and I hear, oh, I hear yeah, that and I'm yeah. like is he signed for Hamilton now and then I'm just I'm hearing and I'm hearing uh, Liam Lindsay and photo like that and I'm like right what's going on That's here and then he just, just finished with Chris Doolan and I'm just like ah. Right, um, I think you've got the wrong team, mate. That's but, uh, absolutely shocking. I don't actually. think the majority of the Celtic sport didn't even click on to that. Like, that's a worrying thing. Surely the match announcer would should click on that. Surely. I mean, you should have the team sheet. I mean, they must have printed that. He must have, he must have been given, or they've put the wrong thing up on the screen. But I mean, the Celtic, I think the Celtic Twitter had a bit of a mare last night in total honesty. I mean, there was, have you seen the tweets about the uh, please do not swear and stuff on the Twitter? Like they replied to a few folk that swore. Oh, did you see that one that uh, the guy. They sit at the start in 11 and then a guy said Armstrong has been sucking Aye. all season and, and then, then they was like, this is a family club and we will not tolerate any swearing on our Twitter feed like, so calm down man I don't know who was <laughs> it wasn't on. like it was any sectarian or racial abuse or anything it was just Aye. Aye. So, so a bit of um a bit of a, a bad night was off it, the was pitch. Was it hard or anything, or was it just no, like completely not? It was, uh, but like they were they were tagging um, the sport bible after the game because the sport bible put a photo up of Lee Griffiths saying, "Oh, he's on fire," and they tagged him saying, uh, "Tag Lee Griffiths," and it saying, "Hey, Lee Griffiths." Um, sport Bible thinking you're doing amazing or something like that it was really really cringy I mean ah, fair, fair enough for a club kind of in the, the lower levels I know Inverness obviously like their, their Twitter and stuff like that but I mean you wouldn't do that with Falkirk at all would you well, we're on I mean we've forum. tried that I mean we've tried to do it with Connors Falkirk yeah. Twitter and it's never we will one day <laughs> I, I just want to knock something in the head before we move on the capital letters with the Falkirk Twitter page what's the need Answer this age-old question that people in Scottish football want to know. Capital letters. Do you get a three thousand word essay? The only club that uses capital letters. Oofed. 
as a horrible sound. Apologies for that. Uh, the only club that uses capital letters in the whole of Scottish football, Falkirk FC, courtesy of Connor Park. Attention. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, it's actually, it's, we used to have the website set up and the articles would automatically ping from the website onto social media and the way the website headlines are set up were always done in capitals. So we do automatically transfer. Uh, and then when I, maybe, but it was before the cup final, um, I took all those links off. But the website stories just kept going up. I just kept doing it with the capitals because it was a website story and that made it different from everything else. Maybe I might change it. Maybe, maybe, maybe as of next week there might be a. I'll be waiting in my seat in that change. one. Yeah, there you go. I'll sit on the edge of my but seat for that. Bus ball would like to change than, it. Nothing more than just that's the way it's always been. That's the way it's always been done, and I don't see any need really to change it. I mean, you wouldn't be uh, quoting the sport bible at all, would you? No, no, no. See, it's rubbish. It was like a well, not to mention kind of English football here, but it was like a non-league English team. Was it? Was it like? Newton or something that came up with all this Twitter pattern. Hide. Oh, it was Hide. Hide, Hide Everybody just week. copied them, kind of. It was, it was Hide. Mind Inverness. Inverness at the semi final uh, against Celtic. Aye, when it was the big decisions and all that. Aye. No, I see. It was, it was Hide that came up with a kind of Twitter pattern and it was funny, but now it's just kind of pretty unoriginal. I, but I think even Hamilton Ackies were at it last night. I think they put. Uh, the second half kicks off after barely 14 minutes of half time is one of the tweets which you can see it both ways uh, I was also looking at not to, we're just picking the team's Twitter here that's quite a fun thing to do Dunfermline go on their tweets for last night's under 20s game against Motherwell and they were an absolute nightmare like an absolute night it's hard to explain that they were misspelling words um, they were using like off instead of of oh. and and it was genuinely I, I don't know it might have been but it was like an 8 year old was doing it d- like quite literally it might have been an 8 year old like we found a guy in the street do you want to do a Twitter for I don't know if that had anything to do with a tweet I sent him on Friday night <laughs> I sent him a kind of drunken tweet on Friday night <laughs> was, was it abusive in any way? no it wasn't abusive no it was uh, I seen a guy in the garage in Kelly that kind of looked like Alan Johnson and uh, kind of tweeted them about that and then Never heard anything back. Do you not even get a favourite or anything? No, no, absolutely not. But I don't know if the tweet was maybe considered offensive or anything. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, back to Thistle. Aye. Sorry, sorry. Apologies for the the tweet talk. For what it's worth, I think Park Thistle have got a good Twitter feed. My favourite Twitter Twitter feed, my favourite one is Motherwell. Yes. On match days, because you've got the score, you've got the minute, and you've got the game, and then you've got what happened. It's everything you need. Um, who else do I like? Hearts are alright. Aberdeen, the whole Don's live thing's pretty good. So Munner alright, they just do they just do it plain and simple, minute. Four 0 down. Aye. Aye, alright. No fire shots here. But uh, Thistle's Thistle's good twitter's surely outdone by their, their shocking mascot as we've touched on many times. So But I mean again we're talking about this whole thing, but like I think that was to get rid what was the caption they used again? Was it not so cuddly anymore or something like that? And Aye. it was to get rid of the whole Thistle, this wee nice team who no one really remembers because they're the third team in Glasgow. So they got a big giant to staff to get to get folk to to recognise them more, and it has worked a hundred percent. It has worked. Yeah. You cannot argue the publicity. Has there ever been a mascot that's got more publicity? Has there ever been a non-human figure that's got more publicity in Scottish football? Exactly. That's a question for you. And uh, David Hasselhoff now supports Partick Thistle as well. So of course, that's always a bonus. But I mean. <laughs> Things Not like that. Partick Thistle are on the up, but uh, they've got a game on, on Saturday. Do we get a prediction from each of you guys? Um, 
I think it could be. Cal. I'll go for a draw, one each. You going for a Cali win? It's uh, it's at Cali's. Yeah. Cali's at home, aren't they? Tulloch. I don't know. I think I'll go Partick to bounce. Mm, nah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go a draw again. I think a, a, a positive result for Thistle. No, no, for me. Oh um, Jesus! <laughs> and after these arguments for oh, pay what you can go out this game and it comes at nine eight. <laughs> I think I think there should be a pay what you can after the match. How much did you enjoy the match? I know you'd probably be less likely to pay because you know that way you're less likely to pay after you've eaten food as you are before. But I think paying um, most people pay after food. I know. Aye, but you don't have to talk like McDonald's stuff like that. But like you know what I mean? Aye, like this you're, you're is going to pop. We've moved on to I know <laughs> fast food and all that. You can tell it's uh, it's been a, a busy weekend, burst bot hour. Um, <laughs> elsewhere. Well, we'll go to Friday because it's a really long weekend with games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Friday night sees Aberdeen against Dundee. Now, I remember this mm. game from earlier on in the season when Dundee were going well and they brought a great following up to, to Aberdeen. But, um, I mean, this game will be totally different, I think, for them. Aberdeen look like they're, they're starting to hit a bit of form again after that defeat against Hearts. They were in good, good form with 10 men to beat Ross County. First of all, what a terrific game though, Ross. Really wonderful game. I actually think Dundee have got a a decent wee chance here I think you know last I know it was Thistle they beat and no disrespect to Thistle saying that but I mean Gary Harkins is pulling the strings unlike anything we saw at Kelly or St Mern presumably as well see he's capable he's an absolute genius but he's just moving a dinosaur here or anything but he's far too lazy like I mean I mean he came Sorry, I'll actually let Ross go on his point in a second. I just made, made this quick point. I mean, I've really got a point. No, I was just really going on about Harkins. I didn't mean to butt in. But, I mean, when Harkins came to Kelly, he came at a kind of unfortunate time in terms of he came straight after Eremenko, right? And there's no doubt Eremenko, ask any modern Kelly fan. I mean, my dad, for example, says Eremenko's the best player he's ever seen mm. play with Kelly and he's watched Kilmarnock for 50 years or something. Right, so, I mean... Harkins came at a bad time and he was Eremenko's replacement, basically, you know, and all the Kelly fans were like, oh, the new Eremenko, and he didn't like that, he wanted, no, I'm Gary Harkins, I'm my own player, I'm, I wouldn't do this, but he, th- Eremenko could get away with being lazy in a game because he was capable of one pass, bang, but in the back of the night, you know, he was capable of that, Harkins wasn't, Harkins was so inconsistent and he, he never had the heart that he needed, they thought he was better than what he was, but there's no doubt when he turns it on, he's absolutely, he's like, Great, great player. Like, I mean, technical ability. He's one of the most technical gifted players in the league, without a doubt. But his attitude, yep. big attitude. I think problems. that was a problem with St Mern as well. I think, as well in the dressing room, I think he had quite a big, quite aye, a big, big ego. Aye, yeah. Aye. Um, so, you know, possibly that that's played a part as well. But has he been made captain by Dundee since McPake? Could I think could I think he was. Don't quote me on that, but I think he may have been made captain. Um, which is which is a big step, obviously, if that is the case. But yeah, I think Dundee as a whole, you know, they they've made some brilliant signings. You know, Kane Hemmings when he when he's came in, he's he's really made the step up. Um, he's scoring goals. I think I just think they're a, they're a decent side, Dundee. I mean, they're not they're not a team that's they're not the same team as last year. I'll say that. But I mean, I think they'll I think they'll be comfortably. Um, I think they'll be in the top six. Interesting. Uh, in terms of that game on Saturday, do you see? Dundee getting a result there I personally don't I think Aberdeen will just be too strong as I say a terrific win for them with 10 men a fighting result on Sunday and I think they're just starting to 
to show themselves to be the, the Aberdeen that, that we know from earlier on in the season are actually on a wonderful run of form as we commented on last week if you take away that uh, defeat at Celtic Park on Halloween they've won what uh, six of their last nine games in the league obviously bumped out of the cup last week as well but I mean that's a great run of form they've got a wee cushion ahead of Hearts now and I think they can they can start maybe looking up the league's not the right way to say it because I think Celtic are too far away but I think they can start to kind of try and get closer to Celtic rather than worrying about Hearts and I think they're winning on Friday pretty comfortably I think Well the obviously the game on Sunday I mean not to be cliche but it did show great character for Aberdeen in terms of, I mean when you go a man down um in a goal down, I mean, no, no many teams would ever come. Would be lucky to get a draw for that. Never mind come back and win comfortably. So I mean, that says a lot about Aberdeen, and it's quite interesting you say about their their uh, stats there because they seem to be made out to be a lot worse than what they have been. You know, I mean, like it seems to be, you know, like oh, the result oh, it was doom and gloom about getting put out of the cup. But when you say that, I mean, they've won six of the last nine minus the Celtic game at Halloween. I mean, it shows that they are the team that they were at the kind of start of the season yeah. kind of thing it was just that terrible run of form in what, September time was it after the Celtic game yeah well they've lost after Tynecastle they beat Hearts they've lost four games all season and uh, I and think three of them were in a row aye. aye so it just for an Aberdeen fan it just makes you think what they could have done had they not slipped up and say two of those games or something you know but as Ross says, I mean, you don't know what kind of Dundee side's going to turn up. I mean, they're capable of absolute... When they're on their day, they're one of the best teams in the league. I mean, I don't think anybody can doubt that. I mean, they pass the ball really well and good football and philosophies. And I think it'll be a really good game, though. So I take it's a BT game, then, if it's on Friday night. I don't know if it is televised, does it? Aye, it will be. It will if be. it's Friday night? Aye, it'll be on aye, BT. It's surely on BT, yeah. aye, aye. Aye, it will. But... Anyway, so that that'll be an absolute cracking game. So well, I know we're trying to encourage people to go to the game, but <laughs> it'll be a good one to watch in the telly as well. Aye. So go go to the game if you're up in the, the Aberdeenshire area, uh, but if not, watch it on the telly on Saturday. What else have we got? We've we got, got a wee prediction for the Aberdeen. Yeah, well, sure. I've I've said I think Aberdeen will win two 0 Um, I think it'll be a draw. I'll go two each. Cracker. Follow Ross again. I think it'll be. Both teams to score and draw. It's a good week for you in the pools, isn't it? If you go for the old football pools, you're getting three points every match. I don't draws. even know how the pools work, by the way. I was reading this last night, actually. It's um, And I will, I'll elaborate, because uh, this is what folk are interested in. It's actually probably a better solution to betting, in many ways. It's more like the lottery. Like Each game, I think it's just English football, but um, maybe you do it for Scottish football as well. But each game's got a number, one to 42 or whatever it is, uh, 46, I think. And... Um, if a game finishes a win for either team, you get one point. If it's a goalless draw, you get two. And if it's a um, score draw, you get three points. I think basically the more points you get from ten games, you pick ten games, the more points you get, the better. So basically, score draws are the, the ultimate goal. So I think you put one quid in. And if you get eight, if you get all ten up as score draws, which is obviously unlikely, you're guaranteed a share of the prize. Uh, or the, the mass maximum prize, but if not, you're you're then the next best is is guaranteed a share of the prize. So it's quite a. I was reading it last night. It's quite an interesting way of doing things, but I don't know. Still, I think still. Take it's pretty old school, then. I. Yeah, I it was it was the first first ever kind of thing before betting or that. Mm. I think so. Because yeah, I'm sure people used to come around your doors and. Do it, like, they fit my pools. Like, 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 no scratch cards. No, no, no. <laughs> like, the, the, 
maybe I'm totally wrong here, but I'm sure, I'm sure I remember my dad saying that like there'd be like one guy that would go and put it on for everybody. Like kinda like somebody you know, and then they would come to your door, oh who you take and all that and then that's very hard. It's an alternative to the lottery in many ways because you basically do just pick ten numbers and and then you just see how the games go basically. It's an alternative to the lottery. Interesting. Anyway, Connor Park prediction for Friday night at Pitodry. Three one Aberdeen. Um I think Dundee have got are capable of getting a goal because of the forward line, but I fully expect Aberdeen to, to dominate for large parts and to show why they are with are in the league, well ahead of the teams below. Um, and I can only see that really ending one way for me. Thank you, Connor Park. The Another game on Saturday, we have Celtic against St Johnson. Just want to batter through the next couple of these games. Do we think Celtic will win that pretty comfortably? Can you see a, not a similar score to last night, but can you maybe see... A few more goals, given obviously that St Johnston and Hamilton drew a blank against each other last week. I think I think Celtic will win that. Um, I think they're at home as well, aren't they? Aye. Yeah. Aye do you want to play Celtic bingo for the first time this season? Um, no, not really. Because I think it'll <laughs> I think it'll only be two 0 maybe. I don't. I don't. I think St Johnston have got enough quality, and they're actually not bad defensively as well. St Johnston. So. Yes, yeah, it's a weird one because St Johnston are over the last couple of years historically really good. Defensively, mm. but this year it's kind of been the opposite. They're better going forward, but they're still capable. Like, I'm not bad defensively. Games. Um, I, I think Celtic will win that too. No. St. Johnson have lost 31 goals this season. That's actually, albeit it's only Pam, only Partick Thistle, um, Celtic, Aberdeen, and Hearts. So you'd expect Partick Thistle, the only real surprise one that have actually shipped fewer goals in St. Johnson this season, uh, and that's 21 games. I suppose St. Johnson have played the same as well, but they're going through a bit of a a rocky spell, they've played four games and not won any of them, Connor. Do you see any sort of hope for St Johnson fans on Saturday going to inform Celtic? Celtic have just scored 12 goals in two games, I think they've scored 16 this year, won every game this year so far, conceded one goal. Lee Griffiths going for goal 28 of the season, do you see any hope for St Johnson? I don't think they'll disgrace themselves. Um, I think it'll be nowhere near what we saw last night, um, but... I think it's one of these games that you will see, and I'm credited if it's not, but I think it'll be a, a kind of first gear job where they don't really have to do an awful lot, but they still get a fairly comfortable win out of it, uh, especially at home. I mean, by all accounts last night they were on fire and everyone was going at it, and if they do that again, then there's no reason why it couldn't be five or six. Um, but I don't think it'll go as far as that. Um, and I think St Johnson are disciplined enough not to concede that number of goals, but I just, I can't see them, and this is maybe credit to, to Celtic, that I don't see many teams uh, going and getting a goal or a couple of goals there, and, and for that reason, I just feel that there's only one way that's going to end. Should give us a prediction? Well, <laughs> three nil. Three Cheers. Nil. I'll go with four nil. Agree with most, most, to be honest here, I mean, it's, Got to be more so with Connor. I think it will be one of those games. Fairly comfortable, but Celtic don't need to do too much. So two 0 three 0 something like that. I mean, is like not to go off the rails here, but is uh, O'Halloran is he going to Rangers? Or? I don't know. I mean, he wasn't played on Saturday uh, because his head, head wasn't in it. Uh, that old classic. Uh, we don't mm, want him getting injured. Like ah, yeah. Uh, so I, I think. I get the impression uh, 
that Rangers will get him at some price. They can probably get him a bit cheaper than maybe has been said. Uh, Obi he has just signed a contract to Halloran, but is I mean, five hundred thousand or one for him. I don't, I don't actually know. One thing I'd have in my head is the. I think it's quite similar to the old David Goodwillie thing of a few years back with St Johnson. Maybe not quite as strong as Dundee United in turning it down, but I mean, if. You're, you're assuming a player like O'Hallan would have options down south and yeah. I mean they'd rather sell him down south than to Rangers I, I suppose anyway As far as what's been said this week I think he's been back training normally as such um, with the squad um, and I think that you know overall maybe after last week being out there's a chance for that just a wee break and, and that's it kind of back to normal I mean I I want. I just. I mean. I. I, I don't know Rangers and, and, and the, the financial situation well enough. But if they're trying to get the boy from Brentford for his rumored five hundred thousand pound, if they're going to go for a Halloran as well, I would. I might be wrong, but I would have thought maybe they might have to pick or choose between mm. one another. Um, because it's a sh- I mean, I can't imagine them going out and spending mm. a million pounds, say, on, on on two players after all buying a couple. And I, to be quite honest with you, I'm not sure that they would need to. You know, oh. um, for the squad they've got in the championship just now, I'm not saying that, that teams won't compete with them because they've shown already that they will. But do they need to go out and spend that sum of money? Probably not. Um, but I just, it's maybe started to kind of die down slightly over the past kind of day, two days or so. Maybe that's a wee sign of what's going on there. But certainly, from what St. Johnson have said, it's it's cooled a wee bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll move on because we're slightly short of time. We've still got loads to talk about. We'll move to the fifth game of the weekend. It's also on Saturday at Fur Park. It's Motherwell against Ross County. Two sides who are both coming off defeats to Hearts and Aberdeen from last weekend. Ross County lost the last two games. They lost to Aberdeen last week, as I said, with against 10 men. Uh, previous week, they lost at Highland Derby. Uh, that was on the 2nd of January, and uh, Motherwell as well had hit a really good run of form, wins over Dundee, Celtic, remember, and St. Johnson followed by a, a draw against Hamilton in a game they probably should have won, and then just that result, 6-0 against Hearts, came completely out of the blue. Do we see Motherwell as possible relegation candidates still, or is that result simply a freak result? No, I th- think it's a freak result, but I think it was just... Did you hear Mark McGee's comments? Um, no. Prior to the game, this, is, this sums up the guy. I mean, I give him a bit of a hard time because of comments like this. Because I was going to actually open that by saying, well, in 10 years' time, he'll be saying that he would, he would have been managing Scotland had it not been oh, for him de- defe- uh, been defeated 6 0 at Tynecastle. <laughs> he said um, prior to the Hearts game that he would be managing Liverpool just now under. I don't know why he would be specifically Liverpool. He'd be, under, he'd be managing Liverpool if it weren't for him being defeated in the playoff final two years in a row. Playoff final for who? Well, like Wolves. Was it uh, Wolves manager? Wolves and Brass. Uh, did you know it them years ago? So what, he's, made, he's made a comment that he thinks he'd be in Jurgen Klopp's position. Yes, yes. Mm. I, that's, uh, I hope they go down. Success. I, <laughs> hope they go down. I just sums up, Mark McGee. It was, remember success when they got with the, Bristol would outweigh success with Borussia Dortmund. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, remember when they got the actual Aberdeen job, he said, oh, I'm delighted to be here, but I mean, there's no denying I would have much rather had the Celtic job. <laughs> I mean, I mean no, wow. That's a way to endow yourself oh, to the fans. Talk but, about this game a bit then, Connor. How do you see it going at Fur Park? Motherwell have had some good home form lately, as we've said. We saw them against St Johnson a few weeks ago. Ross County are probably slightly weaker opposition than St Johnson. 
Yeah, probably. I think I kind of fear for him slightly that they'll see a backlash um, from Motherwell out of this. I mean, Motherwell know that they're a lot better than getting beat 6-0. Um, and I fully expect them to retaliate that on North County. It'll not be the same sort of scoreline, but I think it's just important for them, no matter what the number of goals it is, just to get back to winning ways. Um, they've shown, I think, over the past kind of six weeks to two months that they aren't relegation candidates. They're better than that, like I think a lot of us predicted. Um, and I feel that, you know, with Ross County, a couple of wee problems there. They were still weren't convincing against them firmly in the replay of the Cup. Um, they've not quite hit the same heights they did at the start of the season recently. And for me, with Motherwell at home, they have to be considered favourites for that. And I do expect them to make, get about, win by a couple of goals. Ross? Um, I think County will win this. I think, although they get beaten, um, although they were beaten uh, by Aberdeen, I think they still showed that they, they're capable going forward. There's a couple of questions defensively, obviously, um, after losing three goals at home, but I think they'll just edge it. Um, I'll go 3-1 three, three County. Interesting. Um, I believe Motherwell, like Connor says, I think they'll come back out after that because they, as Connor said again I mean they know they're better than can beat 6-0 off of Hearts at Tynecastle so I'll go 2-0 Motherwell Oof. I think I think we'll do a draw I've not come up with a draw yet I don't think so I think uh, I think that game will finish one each at Fur Park See, I wanted to say a draw but I just feel like I get criticised for saying too many draws all the time you do say too many draws I know but <laughs> mm. I know it's one of these things though you know what I mean I'll Scottish sur- football is just so tight and wonderful that's <laughs> I'll be surprised if on Sunday you come out and say that this game's going to be a draw at New Douglas Park Hamilton Hearts yeah that's not going to be a draw it's not going to be a draw <laughs> I don't think so uh, do you play Hearts bingo yes 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 I think Hearts will win I think Hearts will put four past Hamilton without reply I think it'll be four nil Hearts uh, I just think Hamilton are woeful uh, I think I'm going to go along to this game actually on Sunday any of you feel free to come if you if you think you want to see Watchers some Hearts goals Watchers know a sniper target in your head do they, they do and you're giving Hamilton here <laughs> better watch out for the Hamilton casuals as well oh, I <laughs> the baby know. squad Brogan <laughs> but, uh, I, fan, I fancy Hearts though uh, live in front of the cameras I think they'll want to put a wee bit of a show on they also lost last time of course at New Douglas Park 3-2 their first defeat of the season I think it was mm. back then that put a big end to their five game winning run six game winning run at the start of the season so I think there's a bit of history there for them I think Hamilton's confidence will just be completely shattered they can go two ways I suppose they can get a reaction the manager can give them the reaction or they can just completely slump and uh, take another doing. Hearts are going into this game, of course, in wonderful form. Like a terrific win. Some players uh, playing out their skin. Gavin Riley, friend of the show, having an absolute blinder at the moment. Won the penalty, scored the penalty on Saturday. You've got Osman So and you've got Juanma as well, who's on the bench at the moment, who would probably walk into probably any other team, and I include Aberdeen in that. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, he'd be probably be second choice at Celtic, as well, being totally honest, uh, the way Juanma, but he's not getting a game for Hearts at the moment anyway. And uh, I'd fancy yeah, Hearts to win by a few. Yeah, I agree with you there. I would, I would go three or four now as well. Um, just purely on the back of both teams' last games. You know what I mean? Um, I know that that isn't ever how football works, but I mean Hearts are just again like Dundee when they turn it on, they're fantastic to watch. You know, and their attacking options are unbelievable. And I mean, I just kind of see Hamilton not conceding 
and not conceding just one either, you know, so I, I fancy Hearts to win pretty comfortably. But you never know. 3 0 and Martin Canning sacked. Oh, you know what happens when we ask for a manager to be sacked? You know what I'm happens? I'm not asking for him to be sacked, I'm just saying. You know what happens when we make a prediction? The team goes on a winning run. That's the way it works, Ross. Right, so Hamilton true. will now go on a winning run. <laughs> remember, remember, we had we we had them sacked earlier on in the run when they weren't scoring goals and all that. I think Callum Fisher came out and said that where were the goals coming from next week? Four 0 over Dundee United. <laughs> uh, they beat a few other good teams. They beat Hearts next week. I mean, uh, I think we we need to watch ourselves. I, I gave Party Thistle the kiss of death as well earlier on in the season, but uh, I do agree with you actually. Maybe not with the sacking just yet. Well, I mean, you've got to be looking at your home games. Obviously, I know Hearts is a, is a difficult game, but Puff, what are you making faces at? I, th- I just think that I just think that Hearts are a, they're a good side, obviously. But if you're playing at home, you've got to be looking to get something off them. And I think if they show an attacking display and they make some chances, maybe even score the odd goal, you know, there is a chance he won't get sacked. And but overall, I just think hearts are too good, and I think it will be the, the kiss of death for, for Martin Cannon. You're uh, wanting to make a point, Connor. You're conferring there. You, you're being told to me. speak your mind. Go and do it, but don't no, take I too mean, long. I mean, no, it's I, a good point you make. I'm not going to go into too much. I, mean, I mentioned why I thought Cannon wouldn't get sacked earlier on, but the other thing I've just spoke about there with Callum is I actually think about realism at Hamilton. Right now, coming up to the last 10 days in January, where you know, Martin Cannon has clearly got plans as to what he wants to try and do. Who who can Hamilton realistically bring in that is going to do better? But also considering the fact that can can have these time to make signings and have an impact. I think we're past that think, now. I don't think who they can bring in as a reason not to sign a manager. I, th- I think that's the poorest excuse of all. To be honest, I don't think you can you can say don't sack somebody because there's nobody else to bring in. I think the need for change is clearly there, um, and I think it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Because I think you know you're in this situation where, as we say, I think Kelly and Partick could could go on a decent run, and Hamilton for me are just getting poorer and poorer week on week. I think we need to, and, and I accept what you're saying, but I think we're maybe coming to a point here where Hamilton are the victims of their own success. If you look at Hamilton as a club, and in Scottish football terms, Hamilton finishing 11th or 10th in the Scottish Premiership is actually a remarkable season. Now, they've punched above their weight for a couple of years now, Um but let's be honest, over the years, where, where have Hamilton been in Scottish football? They've been um, probably predominantly in the lower leagues, but yo-yoing up and down between First Division or Championship and the Premiership. And it's just maybe now this season that after having the glory time with McCarthy, MacArthur, that was a special period. Then they had a good spell Billy Reid. They went back down, they had to rebuild again, and they did it to their credit, and they came back and they, they, they hit the heights. And, and that's massive credit to them. But let's be honest... Where, where do you place a club of Hamilton's size in Scottish football? 10th or 11th in the Premiership, probably realistically, forgetting maybe the past extraordinary years, because you can compare that with Queen of the South. Every team has a period where they have their glory times, but you have to look at where they should realistically be. And actually, Hamilton's probably realistically where Hamilton should be. And maybe that's another consideration that Martin Cannon might not be doing anything spectacular, but if he keeps this side up and keeps it 
going and I, I just don't think there's anybody else out there that can make a big enough impact not to change that because this is just maybe where Hamilton are in terms of the league in terms of Scottish football hmm. Very wise words from Connor Park I totally agree just what I said I thought it was a very very good point I agree with Connor so we'll move I still to stay by my prediction. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think Hamilton will get horsed on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> uh, but I think Martin Canning will still be in a post the next time that we're recording this podcast. But maybe for not too long after that. Uh, in terms of the Championship, I just want to run through this pretty quickly. The games we've got are predominantly on Saturday. There's four games in the Championship on Saturday. Quickly, Hibs St Mirren, any hope there, Ross? No. Cool. Um, Prediction? 2-0 uh, Hibs. I'll go 2-0 Hibs. I mean, it's a place St Mirren got a yeah, draw there earlier on the season. We did get a point there. Um, the draw I think, obviously, Hibs played last week. We didn't. The uh, game getting called off just before kick-off. And I think that'll have a detrimental effect on us. Um, Hibs, obviously, having a wee bit of... A wee bit of... What's the word? I don't know. Mate. A wee bit, of, a wee bit of progress in the last few weeks. Obviously, they're, they're still in a brilliant win and run. Um, Falkirk, the result was a maybe a setback for them. You could say um, because they've been they've been in such a great run. But I personally think with uh, Jason Cummings, Anthony Stokes, will he be making his debut? Yeah, I think probably. Yeah, um, that's so, bound no. to have a massive effect on the crowd I, as well. I, I think. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be pretty watching for from a certain perspective. What about you two? Yeah, I fancy Hibs and fancy Stokesy to open his account with Hibs again. Connor? <laughs> I'd love to predict a St Mirren draw or, or a win, but I, I just, I can't quite, <laughs> I can't quite see it. Um, I don't think it'll be anything spectacular, but I think it'll be comfortable, uh, 2 or 3 nil Hibs. Kind of similar to Celtics and Johnson kind of stuff, I think. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, it's... Uh, it's a, a relatively big game. I mean, it's two of the bigger teams in that league, but I think we're all fancying Hibs to win that one. Uh, Livingston Falkirk. Sorry, can I just say? I think at the start of the season, if you were looking at that game, um, you know, looking at that game later on, you'd be thinking, "Oh, that could be a massive game in the race for." Oh God, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe looking at second or even at the top of the table. Um, but obviously, it's not. It's not transpired that way. So, I think. Um, I think that just shows you how poor it's been for for some run this season. Definitely. Do you fancy your your boys to? I mean, what we're saying, Connor, that you're you're due an upset. You're due an upset. You've not lost a team outside Falkirk or uh, sorry Hibs or Rangers in the Championship this season. You're you're due one. Come on, Livingston, do it on Saturday. Come on, Livy. Bye, Spurspor. It's it's only a credit to the squad we have. But that's the position we're in. I get what you're saying that we are due a defeat, and you know that's twelve games unbeaten now. So on the balance, eh? All of that, maybe, maybe you are, but I'll go out on a limb and say I just don't see it coming. You know, I think best run in the league, best run in the league. I mean, let's put this in context. You won seven of your last ten games. The games you've not won have been against Queen of the South, which is a tough place to go, Hibernian, and Hibernian again. So, I mean, it's incredible, and it probably goes back further than that. You beat Rangers in that time, you've beaten Morton in that time, you've beaten Wraith in that time. It's a really good run you're on. Uh, and Falkirk, I don't mean to bam you up so much here, but I mean Falkirk are now, they are actually in a championship race, dare I say it, dare I say it. Well, I'm not going to let you say it really, to be honest, <laughs> I'm quite happy with, you know, let's just keep going as we are, but you know, 
No, you can't. You can't deny. It. I mean, it's the best home record in Scotland. It's you know a great defensive record. You've got players up front that are scoring goals, and you know you we're building on it. Even the signings, you know, to you, you pull in, you pull back John Bearden a contract. You bring in Conor McGrandles who went away for a million pounds. So you know, I mean, that's that's a big signing. Yeah, home record in Celtic, eh? Yeah. Do you? I know. I was saying about Rangers as well. Rangers. Eh? I was confused. Oh, who, who are the teams that have taken points at the Falkirk Stadium? Hibs. Aye, Hibs have won and drawn. Uh, is that it? Rangers haven't now been beat at home in the league this season, have they? They've not. They've drawn with Morton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think so that's it. It's in terms of goals conceded. In terms, in terms of, goals, of conceded. goals conceded. No, no. That's it's just not a Falkirk made stat. But uh, well, you can't argue with the fact that they've conceded the fewest goals at home in the league. So yeah. we'll give we'll give Connor that one's predictions for that one. Levy or Falkirk or draw, Connor? It's on, uh, it'll be tough, but I fancy 2-0. Two. Nil. two. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you ask. <laughs> uh, nah, I would go with Falkirk again. I agree with both of you. I believe that they are due an upset because it always happens, but I can't see it coming this weekend. I don't think it will come this weekend either. So I think Falkirk will win 2 nil. 3-0 Falkirk 3-0 Falkirk mm. Queen of the South Alloa It's an interesting one isn't it because Alloa they were winning weren't they when the game Morton got, I and the they've obviously abandoned. won uh, the previous week as well a bit of a surprise victory they got so I mean they're in a decent wee run of form I think I think that could be a draw I'll go I'll go a draw in that one um, one each I'll go Alloa victory 1-0 sweaty go. game I'll go Queens. Uh, seems a kind of sentenced Alwa to death a few weeks ago, didn't I? So, so he did. R- R.I.P. Alwa. But <laughs> see, that's what I mean about the kiss of death. You've said R.I.P. Alwa, and they've gone and beaten Wraith, and they were beating Morton. I, <laughs> I, bet, I bet I should say that Martin Cannon's going to be managing the Premiership in six months. He'll do an Alec Neil and go on a brilliant run. Scottish, the English, Aye, Premiership. English Premiership. Oh. Next manager of Liverpool, maybe. <laughs> Mark McGee doesn't he get it. <laughs> Connor. Um, I actually want Alloa to do well, strangely, because um, I don't like Why? going there. I don't like going there. I'll be honest. I don't like. Uh, so you want to do you want him in the league? Was it Phil Roberts' game? Was that? Uh, no, no. It's it's just the stadium. <laughs> so you still no, no Wi-Fi, no mobile connection. It's oh, first world problems, man. Shouldn't but, need Wi-Fi? But um, I do fancy them to take something. Two, two. Sorry, why? Why do you? Why would you want a team you don't like going to staying in the league? Yeah. I know, I, is it because you're assuming that Falkirk will be up in the Premiership next year? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. No, yep. I will no, take that no, as a yes. We have it on no, record. No, no. Wraith Rovers against Dumbarton. Um, this was the classic game earlier on the season, wasn't it? This was the 3-0 back to 3-all game. So, I mean, yep. expect go, go to Kirkcaldy. Go to Kirkcaldy because... If these two teams uh, serve up half the game that they did last time, you'll be getting goals, 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 and more goals. Who do I we think will score? <laughs> oh, jeez, oh. <laughs> hope, hope you're joking there. Um, uh, no, I'm being serious. I honestly think I, I think Wraith have slumped a wee bit. Um, Dumbarton just don't really do it for me. I think. <laughs> sorry, any Dumbarton fans, but I think you know they are on. They, they started the season very well. Um, but they've just not been able to live up to the hype, I would say, and I think they're just going to fall a wee bit. Um, so yeah, I think 
no, no, a better result for Dumbarton than it is for Wraith. Yeah, I think obviously I agree with us that Wraith have slumped of late, but I find something to get back out of that. I find something to hit back with a win. I think they win 2-0. I think 2-0 as well, actually, Connor. It's one of these ones in that position. That's another league. classic phrase no, from isn't it? One of these ones. What is, what is one of these ones? What is that? You, no, but <laughs> I look at the league and you've got the, you've got Wraith, Queen of the South... I am Morton, and then it just to me appears like none of them want to go and claim fourth place. I mean, they had a chance to go five points clear. We talk about on a slump, but they still had a chance to go five points clear the other week there, and they're not taking it. So, um, Dumbarton will go there and defend. We'll defend and, and we'll look to hit on the break in any way they can, and I think they might just nick it. So, one 0 Dumbarton. Yeah, I've seen a bit Wraith, you know, sitting in fourth, you know, but sorry. Aye, they are. They are sitting in fourth. Yeah, but I mean. I was saying it's Sparky earlier. See if St Mum put a couple of results together. Yep. I know I'm bringing yep. this back yep. to St Mum. Yep. It's nine yep. points. Nine points isn't unattainable. You know, a few wins and a couple of defeats here and there for the teams above us, you know, Morton and Wraith and the games against them. You never know. You never know. Well, you've, so. still, you've still got, if I'm right in saying so, you've still got Wraith to play th- twice. You've still got Morton to play once. Uh, you've played them three times. Aye, you've aye. got Morton to play once and you've got Queen of the South to play twice. Mm. Uh, so I mean, there's there's definitely chances there for you. You've, yep. beat, you've beaten Queen of the South early on in the season. There's there's definitely chances for something. And if they can get their act together, they, they just home. exactly what I was about yeah. to say. They just need to learn how to win at home. Uh, a team that's done all right at home this year is Morton. They are playing on Monday night against Rangers. A game I think we're going to go along to. It's got a nice feel to it. Capolo Rangers against Morton. It's got a, a bit of a big game feel to it. I think that one because I mean Morton are a side that are doing well. All right, they've slumped a wee bit in recent weeks. Two defeats in the bounce. They're sixth in the league, but they're still capable. I think of taking Rangers to a good game on their day. Yeah, definitely. And I know I mentioned it quite a lot, but especially like you know, just something about Capolo. Um, it kind of gets everybody up for the game and. Good atmosphere and that. I think that'll be a really good atmosphere on a Monday night. It'll be, yeah, I think it'll be pretty packed. It's a shame because I would have liked to go, but obviously I've got other arrangements. Otherwise, I would have went. But um, but I, I don't know. I can. I just think Rangers are far too good now. They really are far too good a team. Um, and as much as I don't like Hibs as a team, I, I do. I, I know we're not really talking about this, but I do fancy Rangers to win the league comfortably. And these are the kind of games you need to win to win the league comfortably. So. Go Rangers with a couple to spare. To be honest, and I, I hope I hope I'm wrong though. I hope it's a tight game and that. But I just I think Rangers are just, just too good a team this season for anybody. I think looking at it, you know, there is a possibility of Morton possibly causing an upset Monday night under the floodlights. You know, but I just think Rangers are too good. I think the really important thing is that Morton don't concede early. Um, when when that happens, you know, it's it could end up being four or five. So I think that's the important thing. And if they can keep the likes of you know, Waghorn, Halliday and Holt, if they can keep them under wraps, then you never know, maybe nick a goal. I think they've got enough quality, Martin, to maybe nick something, but as I say, I think Rangers might just be too strong. We may well be doing a podcast before this game's played, I'm just thinking, because it may be Monday we do a podcast, so uh, we may actually still be, this game is that far away, I mean, it's about a week away, isn't it? This is only Wednesday, so it's ages away, this game feels weird that we're previewing it so early, Uh, but I mean, I think... I think Rangers will win. They won pretty comfortably there earlier on in the season at Capital. I know there was that two-all game at Ibrooks as well, uh, but I think that was more down to Rangers' deficiencies than Morton's brilliant play. Although Morton were good defensively and broke well, uh, I just think Rangers will win. I think it'll be fairly comfortable. I think it'll be 3-0 to Rangers on Monday night. Mm. 
I think um, I do fancy them to get a result. I, I've, I would have quite liked, in many ways actually I feel that it's maybe too set up for a, a kind of shock. You know, I think Rangers, Hibs and Falkirk will all lose games this year, but not when they're expected. Whereas uh, a Monday night under the floodlights, cap, where everyone talks about that feel, that's the exact time when they probably aren't going to drop points in my opinion. Um, and I think that I just can't see it happening personally. I think about a couple of goals um, and Rangers will get the three points. Yep, very good. Uh, where else will we look then, boys? We've been joined by Johnny Clark. Johnny, do you want to get in a mic? Do you want to say a few words? Get, oh, I've got Johnny, and Lewis. Johnny Clark and Lewis Kemp. Do you boys want to get in a wee mic and we can chat these for a bit? The diverse. Hello, Hamish, how are you doing? Ah, very good. You've <laughs> Sorry just... for being a bit late. Oh, no, you're fine. We're just about finished, mate, but uh, feel free to... To, uh, sit yourself down there and we'll get your your opinions Lewis, how are you doing mate? I'm fantastic, how's yourself? Aye, very good um, So where, where are we going with this boys? He's have, have, have hit me by a bit of a uh, A bit stunt here, I don't know what's, what's happening Is that to finish the championship coverage now? Yeah, so we'll move on to League 1 I want to rattle through this quickly because we've still got some questions to do um, Just give us a team name uh, for the victory Who's going to win this game Johnny and Lewis You can wire in as well Because you've got your old Betting thing going on This weekend as well I, I think well, How did that work last week Did you did you get a nice wee profit I know you didn't actually do it but Yeah uh, I made 50 quid profit If I had done it It would have been a 50 quid profit uh, Correctly predicted Falkirk and, and Rangers results The rest I, I got totally wrong I uh, lost £20, but in saying that, I did predict that uh, I were to beat Morton 1-0, so, I mean, if that game had finished, I obviously would have, Aye, would have still, stayed 1-0. So. minutes, but... Aye, but, I mean, I mean, I mean, Morton, I mean, there was no chance of them holding on, let's be honest. Don't know what would happen in that situation, like, if it, if it actually had the bet had actually been going ahead. Be void, would it? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever the result is, I think, is the way it stands, and it wouldn't have, the result isn't counting, is it? No, well, I was thinking about this earlier. What is the what's the rules? I don't know the rule of how many minutes a game needs to be through, or how many what the score needs to be for it to stand. If you know, tweet us in because it's quite. I mean, I thought the referee. I'm looking at the I ref. Know, I, I thought know, he I would know because maybe it would. I know you were in Saturday. And at the, where were you in Saturday? Stonehaven. I Stone Rossville Stonehaven, but it never never kicked off. So you wouldn't have known what to do nah. if the ref. Well, I was known. annoying anyway. So but, that was it. Worrying, this is our referees everyone, this is our referees, our future referee, Ross Clark, son of Kenny Clark, not knowing when, what to do when a game's abandoned. Um, so, League One, give us your, your team, do you think will win this or a draw, just quickly go around the table, Albion Rovers against Air United? Albion Rovers. Albion Rovers. Draw. Air United. I think it'll be a draw as well. Air United. Breaking against Airdrionians. <coughs> Draw. Airdrionians. Airdrionians. Draw. Airdrie. Draw. Onians. Onians. <laughs> against Stranraar. Stranraar, I think. Cowdenbeath. Cowdenbeath have been a good wee run recently, so I Cowdenbeath. Draw. I'll say the unpredictable <laughs> Cowdenbeath. Uh who was it you predicted last week, Johnny? Peter Head. Peter yeah, Head. They've got them fairly. Peter Head. It was five one. Which that's I, a that's pretty a good prediction. That's a cracking prediction for you to be fair. Because that was what what was, did you get in four uh, nil? Five or a turn two hundred and five. Oh, that was like that was the exact odds of my Celtic ten 0 last night that I put on when they were three 0 up twenty uh, forty to one. 
Uh, obviously I'm just thinking about this game abandoned stuff. I'm pretty sure if a game's abandoned, that's it. Yeah, that's what I... I'm 89th minute 4-0 up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's yeah, just I'm certain, oh, to be honest. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. We'll come on to a wee bit of this abandoned chat in a minute because there was some controversy surrounding Forfar last night. Uh, Forfar themselves play Stenhouse Muir if their floodlights are working alright on Saturday. Got it back Stenhouse Muir, surely. Forfar are just dung. Uh, I'll go for the local team, Stenhouse Muir. Yep, Stenhouse See, I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, Forfar have been atrocious of late, but for some reason, I just kind of <laughs> preposterous. But for some reason, I kind of fancy them to maybe bounce back. So, uh, that positive result for Forfar. I'll back you up on that. I think Forfar will. They've got a win sh- sometime soon, surely. Uh, I think that's a good chance. Draw. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Uh, Peter, Peter Head and Fernley Ross, start with you. I'll go with Dunfermline. Oh, <laughs> I think. Uh, ooh, I think you've got to back Dunfermline in any yeah. game. However, saying that they did drop points against Peterhead earlier on in the season. Tough place to go. I'll go draw. I'm going for a draw. Yeah. I mean, Guntier Hedger got to go Dunfermline, but I don't see it. Like that. I hope. I hope Peterhead get something. Um, Peterhead. See, my heart's telling me Peterhead and my head's telling me Don Fairman. I'll go Peter, Peterhead then. <laughs> I, I'll agree. Peterhead. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I, I know I've backed Peterhead to win 4-0 last week, so I, and they did me proud with well, a good 5-1, so I'll, I'll back them again. 3-2 this time. <laughs> yeah, I think Peterhead will beat Don Fairman. <laughs> the Fairman 5-0. What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some scorelines here anyway that would be probably the game of the weekend is in Peterhead against Dunfermline League 2 very quickly Arbroath and an Athletic I'll back Arbroath here because I yeah. think Annan have been on a terrible run of form what about that beating Hamilton 4-1 then was it 4-1 at the four weekend 4-2 at home to East Fife East Fife for a decent side but still that's a hell of a scoreline I mean Hamilton must just be kicking themselves yes yes um I'll go draw. No, in fact, I'll go. I'll go Annan. I'll go Annan. I'll stick okay. my neck in the line. Good stuff, Lewis. Yeah, I'll go a draw here. <laughs> or both. Annan for me. The the East Derby. It's Sterling against Fife. That's East Sterling against East Fife Connor. Yes, I know. Who I'll you go for? for the Shire. Two 0 <laughs> I'd say East Fife there, I think East Sterling are pretty rotten, I think they'll probably be the team. In fact, I've got conflicted interest and I just thought of that. How? Oh, Austin. I'll go for a draw then. I want, <laughs> I want, I want the Shire to get some points, but I, I want to Austin see Nathan to Austin score. Austin score so there we go, draw. And Nathan Austin to score, here's your bet. East Fife. Yeah, I don't think we should be taking any bets from uh, Puff anymore <laughs> after... Uh, oh, expl- explain this one. Yeah, well... Uh, in the chat he said that uh, we should all back Falkirk under 20 I uh, the development squad sorry against Dundee under 20s last night because they had who yeah, did they sorry. have Tom Taiwo, Taiwo Bob McHugh McCracken yeah. and O'Hara, O'Hara yeah. all playing and the score at half time was, was 3-0 wasn't it 3-0, 3-0 the Dundee. score was 4-0 Dundee yeah. cracking tip preposterous tip <laughs> we don't usually get it here talking about Falkirk defeats explain that one what went wrong it was, it was just Nothing just seemed to to click. We, there was a couple of points where we just didn't threaten enough. They were clinical. 
uh, good players down the wing, um, and we just couldn't quite. We just never quite got the starting blocks. We told one for the name before you know it's you know down. What big guns did Dundee have? I saw we had waiting out. Who else did they have? That was probably about it. To be fair, oh, geez, um, even worse. And but you know, it's one of these ones where. See when, see when Sparky starts telling a story like this, do you know what I get like that big red chair for Graham Norton's show? <laughs> and just flip him. <laughs> that would make great sense in a podcast. <laughs> Aye, but it's Connor, so... Still be funny for us that. anyway. Uh, Elgin against Berwick Rangers. Got it back Elgin here, don't you? Elgin. Elgin. Elgin 100%. Elgin. Yep, I'm going to go Elgin. That's nailed on. Nailed on top V. Second bottom, is it? Aye. Yeah. Yeah, I think Elgin will win. It's how a much long m- trip for Berwick too? How much money would you put on that, Johnny? Your house stretched to fifty p. One fifty, maybe <laughs> one fifty for for two pounds and fifteen back. Montrose against Clyde. I was all set to leave for Clyde on Saturday, but then it was called off at Broadwood, as were a lot of games in that area on Saturday due to the snow, of course. Uh, Montrose beat Clyde earlier on in the season in Montrose, but. I don't see the same happening again. I think Clyde are a better team than they were then, and I think Montrose have dropped off a bit. I will kick that off by saying Clyde to win that 2 0. Montrose have dropped off I mean, big time, haven't they? Sorry, I mean 2 0, as in like to win 2 0, not 2 0. What? To win 2 0. I think they'll win 2 0. Not 2 0. Right, okay. To win without conceding right, a goal. Okay. <laughs> if you pay, you need to explain these things to me. Right. Right, um, I'll go a draw on that one. I think Clyde, I'm never that convinced by them. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm good draw. Uh, I'll say Clyde who are back to to win League Two. Yep. I'll say Clyde as well. Yeah, four 0 Clyde. Four 0 Jesus. And Sterling Albion against Queens Park. Will Sterling Albion have any ill effects of that long trip trip up to your bit, Johnny? Um, I'd probably back Queens Park to win that. Uh, I, I watched the game last night with Sterling and I was, I was reasonably impressed with them I thought they, they matched Inverness in almost every respect so they, they could make a push for the playoffs but I think Queen's Park are a better side than them mm. yeah Queen's Park for me as well that's fantastic anyone it's, else? yeah uh, Queen's Park as well Queen's Park <laughs> I'll, I'll be the odd one I'll go for Sterling Albion Attention. Uh, in the Scottish <laughs> Cup this evening, we have East Kilbride against Lothian Thistle, Hutchie Vale. Who is a good bet for this one tonight? Then, think East Kilbride are East a good Kilbride, bet. I mean, Lothian Thistle are playing a striker in goals tonight. Oh, you've so. spoiled. That's what I was about to say. They're Connor. also three to one as well. I think that was that was my next day. I was about to see if anyone wanted to back Hutchie Vale. Uh, and then I was going to say, oh, you don't know, they're playing a keep uh, striker in goals. Goalkeeper Kevin Swain. Uh, broken his arm and will miss the game tonight and Celtic if they get through but I think East uh, East Kilbride are a good bet actually up against a, a striker in nets for Hutchie Vale that game is a sellout tonight at K Park so we're all looking forward to that one uh, and the winner of that plays who do they play yes Celtic they play at home at Vic Racker Connor it's a point I made earlier on to Ross off, off the mic I think to d- d- pick Inverness against Stirling Albion for a TV game Everyone could see how that was going to finish. Who would you pick? Why are we not showing this tonight? Because there's no way TV cameras can get into K Park. Like a, proper, a proper TV. Where, it's, it's in a country park. I just think. Where would the, the comment? Where would the comment? This is the go? game that would that create interest. You want to see it. That sort of money is is you know. Uh, 
incredible for for these clubs to get was about eighty thousand a game for for a, for a Scottish Cup game to, for the TV. I mean that that's incredible money for them to get. And I just felt last night, you know, everyone could see how that was going to go. I mean, and it, it impacted the crowd as well. Only twelve hundred there. I mean, from Sky's perspective, everything's set up at Inverness. Whereas you know, if they're going to Forfar or if they're going to you know East Kilbride, which is you know obviously worse. I mean, they'll have to you know that's that's, that's all more expense for them. So they're looking at it as so it's lazy. Yeah, well, as in a, in, a, in a way, but also, I mean, it's not, I, I don't think it's that bad a game. Well, I, mean, I think it was a good game. It was yeah. the holders against a, a League Two team. There was a nice fairy tale exactly. story I'm, there. I don't usually agree with Puff, but. I'm going to agree with him here. I think I think tonight's game, especially since the the winner of that plays Celtic, you know, mm. I think that's got added impetus to it. And I think that I just think it's a kind of once in a lifetime thing for both of those sides to have their games covered by T, you know, by the, the television. So I think yeah, it would have been a good thing to see. Ideally, I would have wanted that game to be on TV, but it was never going to happen. Like I say, as you touched on earlier, I mean we county uh, Inverness sorry, been the cup holders and that. You know, it was. Yeah. Right, I, c- I can see why the boys think that way, and I would have liked that to happen myself. But it, w- it was never ever going to happen. I mean, it's two junior teams. Like I could never see Sky wanting to put that on. Like, because uh, like, bear in mind that no, no, after there's got to be a big audience in England or you know the rest of the UK, but it is broadcast across the whole of the UK. And I mean, it's maybe get yeah. added impact. I mean, Lewis is quite near East Kilbride. Obviously, he's got some sort of kind of affection for them. If I'm right, you get something like. East Kilbride yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like, for a kind of local perspective you want to see that but I mean to for the whole of the UK I don't I, think I don't think interested. many people in the but, UK but, but, want to see Inverness Sterling aye, but would you would you want to watch <coughs> East Levy Bolton Kidderminster well, I'll tell no, you no, I watched no, no, <laughs> East Levy Kidderminster when there's Stoke City against uh, Swindon yeah, or something but there's an interesting wee background story at East Kilbride with the whole you know they've got this small stadium and all it's a bit like uh, the Man United team that FC took, United aye, exactly that say. was on TV it got good decent viewing figures what I would say I think I think that Sky and BBC were banking on a replay on Hearts Aberdeen or Dundee Falkirk I think they were banking on a big one and to be honest it was a three replays in the whole thing like there was hardly any or even like a Dundee United Airdrie something like that there was one a Kelly St Johnson a game that they could easily cover I think they were banking on something like that and nothing happened really they've got three games really to choose from and none of them are particularly appetising for me they just they chose for me they chose the best one if you're asking me what game I'd rather watch in telly for for uh, Linlithgow Rose EK against Lothian Thistle or Inverness against Stirling Albion of Inverness every day you can see Inverness every week. Not Stirling Albion. I, 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 I can see. Bo- I can see both points. I would have rather. Wa- I would rather go or watch the East Kilbride game, right? Uh, without a doubt. But I can never ever see it happening. I mean, Sky are never got to cover that. That's just, it just that, a bit refreshing. I know, but it was, it's never got to happen. Though. That's why. I, that's why the, my point is that Sky would never cover a game like that. If that was the case, Amish, why did you choose to go to the Lithgow Four for when you could have went to Stirling and Inverness? It was oh. ten minutes away. Oh, because I have an affection towards Lithgow Rose. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I think I just think the story in terms of would I rather watch in telly or probably rather watch Inverness, and it probably just boils down to the fact that's what sounds quite silly that it's a kind of half decent stadium and the camera angles and all that kind of stuff are much better and the, the TV I the whole coverage. It, um, it's, it's, I, I totally get your point, but I would I would rather watch Inverness and also I think the fact it was a replay 
and the fact that Stalin and Albion had shown they were a match for Inverness in the first game added a bit to it for me. The fact that there was actually a chance of the holders going out last night, as slim as it was. See what you're what Ro, what Ross is saying and uh, uh, Connor as well about FC United. That's you know it's a fair enough point because obviously it's a kind of similar level of what they're playing. But you have to remember, I mean, they're an offshoot pretty much of United. So a lot of United fans will be watching that. And United, you know, United, there's a reason why United have the most TV games. It's because they have the biggest audience in, who, in the UK. Who was it? That, who was it that said that they couldn't get cameras into your school ride? I said that. Do you know? But I, I see, so the thing is, though, see for the next round. I'm sure they'll manage to get cameras in. It won't be at K Park. It won't be at K Park. Or not? No, it won't be at K-Park. But I thought the chairman was wanting to keep it there. The chairman won't be allowed to, I don't think. No, did the, the chairman not say actually this was what was interesting? Because I remember I was debating about it. Did the chairman not say he wanted it south of Park to make as much money as possible with it? No, I, I don't blame he, him for that. No, I'm sure he said he wanted it at K-Park. Anyway, I want to move on because last night's game, Forfar against Lithgow Rose, apparently the story we're hearing was that, well, Lithgow Rose, yes, I'll small club was with flares unheard of really it's usually the big clubs that are done with Aye, flares at Sparky matches Sparky was making the point though and it's it's going to be it's not going to be the old men that are there you know the old men that go week in week out to the games it's going to be young hooligans but, but Celtic and Dundee United and Hearts fans who do it it's unfair yeah. I brought Hearts into it Celtic and Dundee United fans who do it are the young fans as well no but what I'm meaning is no, no, come on <laughs> come on come on you, you, you've been to Ellen Lithgow games yourself right have you ever seen uh, smoke bombs and all that stuff? All that's happened is, to, in my opinion, some a group of uh, people have jumped on the back of their success, if you like, um, and I've, I've tried to cause issues. I mean, that is not Lithgow supporters. That is not people that are following Lithgow week in, week out. And in my total honesty, I don't think Lithgow Rose would want to be associated in these people, with these people in any way, shape or form. And I think they're actually unfortunate they've been placed in this position by a minority of people. And I agree with you completely, but I think the same would go exactly for Celtic, for example. And I'm only using Celtic because of the case that's just happened about the flares at Peterhead. I think they were younger fans... I don't, I don't yeah, think but you've got a history of lots of younger fans going to games, whereas when Lithgow Rose, it tends to be... I'm sure with mo- the same with most of the junior teams. It's a kind of older, heart, you know, the the teams that grew up with the junior sides when they were successful. You know, now junior sides aren't as successful, obviously, and there's not the same attraction to supporting them. So I think I agree with Connor here that it will have been kind of fans who've just come in for that Quite game. Oh, sure. Jesus Aye, but yeah, the, well, the, apparently the sorry, you go, Callum. No, I was just saying. I mean, Connor was saying there like they were in. Tending to do harm to the club, they don't. It's a day out kind of thing. Like, I mean, my views on this. I mean, no God, I, I totally disagree with the whole SFA and government approach to the flares at the football and that. Anyway, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, do you think people actually try to make an atmosphere there? I know Connor totally disagrees with me. We obviously been a club representative. Of his own club, but I mean, fans don't do this to think, oh, let's find our clubs. Like, right, fair enough, they know all the consequences, but I mean, they never go to a game to be like, alright, oh, let's cost the club 30k or whatever it is. You know what I mean? They go for the day out and they try to build an atmosphere, and I think that if anyone actually don't have been encouraged, but the clubs are never going to follow that. We need to leave it there, sorry, Lewis, I know you're just coming, we need to leave it there because I've got a couple of questions we need to run through and we're running out of time. That game, by the way, for Furl and Lithgow will be rescheduled at some point. Um, Looking ahead, a couple of questions we've had in. This one, I'm not quite sure. It's from Gary1872. Not quite sure the exact question that he's asking. It's uh, the best team to win the Scottish League. 
does it mean in terms of like the like the best like the best squad of players or whatever that we've like possibly yeah. you know what I mean well, you, you well, could look well, at like the Rangers well, nine on a row team or something right, we'll turn the question into our own team then uh, or our own uh, history of watching Scottish football in terms of teams we've seen win the league who is the best team to win the Scottish Premier League or Premiership what is the best team which team would do the best this is from maybe the 2000s or, or something like that in terms of me um, my personal opinion obviously wasn't about the kind of nine in a row era and that but I would say that the Rangers when they won their 50th league title is probably the best team uh, in the Scottish history of late maybe De Boer Moles Kloss yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I think you're looking at that, looking at that era for both sides. You know, Celtic with your, your Suttons, your Larsons, obviously your Agats. Do you do Agat? What Agats. I mind him? Mind him? <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, why, why I said that? Yeah, he was a good player. But you've yeah. got you've got to look at that sort of those couple of years. I think around about then. Lewis? Yeah, I completely agree. I'd actually also make the point that I think the best team never to win the, the league was the, the Seville team, who actually you know didn't win the league that year, didn't win anything that year, which is quite a travesty if you think about how good that team was. Yep. Another question in from a good old friend, Stuart Hind. Thoughts on Stephen Naismith's move to Norwich, eight and a half million. Um, we don't normally cover English football, but he is a Scottish player, um, so. Thoughts on that, and also, are there any current SPFL players who could reach the level that he has down south? Oh, that's a good question. I, 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 like that. I think Naismith has shown exactly what hard work is doing to pay off for him. I mean, he's playing at the absolute top of his game week in, week out, and, and, and I'm happy that he's going away for first team football. And I think it was it was Johnny or was it somebody else I actually seen that made the point that there's no there's only three points between Norwich and Everton or something. Was it you that said yeah. that? Or, 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 it must have been somebody else on my Twitter that must have similar philosophies to you but you know there, there's no much in the, the gap there in terms of class like I think there's a big no, difference no 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 in league t- I'm talking <laughs> about league tables here I'm talking about league tables here right sorry we can't have English football chat that just no, I know, I know, no I know I know uh, but the, the point I'm making here is I was disappointed at first because I'm a massive Stephen Naismith fan you all know that I've seen him grow up playing McKelly Um and I was disappointed to think, because obviously Everton are one of the biggest clubs in England for him to go to Norwich, but I mean, there's only like three or four points between the sides in the league table, and I'm just happy to see him get first-team football, because I think he's the best Scottish player. Um, to answer your other question, yeah. I think if Lee Griffiths got his attitude right, mm. I'm not, you know, he's, he has come on leaps and bounds with his attitude and his behaviour, I think, has possibly become a bit better. Um, his counting maybe. isn't quite there is it yeah no it's not quite but I think if he gets his attitude right then yes possibly he could make the move there's a, there's a few players you know you've got young players there's young talent coming through um, and I think we're actually in quite a fortunate position right now with some of the players we've got coming through if Connor comes out with Craig Sibold I am going to walk out of the studio right now and never return no, I'm well not. I'm just saying <laughs> uh, no I was reading an article the other day um, I was talking about Steve Parrish, the Crystal Palace chairman, has been heard talking about a player from a Scottish team, but you, you, you don't know what's well, not been revealed yet is who it is. Oh, so it's, it's a striker. It's a striker um, who is obviously playing very, very well. He's came up and watched him personally, apparently, um, and the, the, the paper was suggesting it was either Griffiths, Waghorn, or Rooney. And the quote that Parrish gave was, he's tearing it up up there, but there was doubts over the quality of the league. And that could still be anybody. 
Um, yeah. But to me, it would suggest either Waghorn or Griffiths. So maybe that there is an idea down there that, that, that there is players up here that are potentially able to go down and make an impact. I think for me, it's got to be Griffiths out of those three. I think Adam Rooney's gone down to England, and you see, he didn't. He did, yeah, it didn't work. And I don't think Waghorn's at, at top half Premier League level. I think Griffiths is out of those three. Just another player to add into the kind of mix is uh, Cam Patterson, who I think uh, will go into lots of big things. Uh, I think he's he's really got everything. He's got you know strength, power, and technique, and you know he obviously can play up front and score goals. So as a right back, that's that's very I handy. I disagree. I think really. I honestly think I, I don't know what it is about him. I just I think he'll be a Scotland international. Yeah, for me yeah. In the well, future, that's because anyway. we've got we've got he options as well. You know what I mean the terrible. I mean, we'll, we'll trying to keep the, Alan Hutton going when he's 56 mm, or whatever he'll we'll probably try we'll probably try somehow uh, and anyway a final question a wee light hearted one for you it's from Falkirk Bear Tunnock's Tea Cakes or Tunnock's Caramel Wafers Tea Cake I love a Tunnock's Wafer Wafer I'm going for the Wafer oh it's 3-1 to Wafer is there a fourth who's not voted for it doesn't have chips or tomato or brown sauce on it I'm Wafer for oh it's 4-1 Nah, he's I mean a massive uh, mistake. I said Wafer. Oh, five one, Ross right, Clark. We'll run, we'll, we'll run a we'll run a poll on the pages later. Eh? Tea cake or wafer? Okay, looks like we're running a poll on the yep, page later. Then the Turnicks um, poll. Uh, Lee Griffiths likes a tea cake. I'm told, and so do we. Apart from Ross Clark. No, uh, sorry. No. So does Ross Clark's the only one who likes tea cakes. The rest of us are wafer folk. Thanks very much, guys. Ross Clark. Uh, Callum Scott and Connor Park and also Lewis Kemp and Johnny Clark who joined us for the, the end of the podcast we'll be back at some point in the not too distant future looking back on the weekend's action and looking ahead to next week the week after next action thank you very much for listening don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's podcast by tweeting at Burstball Podcast on Twitter surprisingly enough getting us on Facebook that's the Burstball Scottish Football Podcast and you can also find us online at www.burstballpodcast.net thank you very much and take care